Hi. Welcome to the Lexi Movement. I'm your typical chinky-eyed Chinese boy next door. Join me as I attempt to comprehend and unravel the mysteries of a world where nothing is funny and everybody is offended. Hello, can you hear me? Thanks for coming. Please pardon my awkwardness. It's the first time I'm doing something like that. Recording something and putting it on the internet for the world to see. So there's a lot of like awkward fingers and non-existent eye contact. I don't know, I'm just not comfortable with things like that. But anyway, thank you for watching or listening, depending on where you are consuming this content. Okay, so this is my first attempt at a podcast or video content. And, you know, I, I just thought it would be quite appropriate for me to start off with an introduction as the very first episode. It's the easiest and hardest topic to talk about at the same time. But uh, hey, I'm quite excited to talk about me because who wouldn't want to listen, right? I think a lot of people don't really know me. You know, I have friends who know my name and that I'm a person that exists, but they don't know me as in what kind of person I am. So, so I just thought it would be appropriate for me to start off with, you know, just me talking about me. <laughs> it sounds so egoistic. But just giving you a feel of what I am like as a person, what you can expect. So yes, let's get started. If you are listening to this when I've just released, then you're an early adopter. Kind of like my parents back in uh, 1994. Yes, I was adopted by my biological parents. My name is Ziyang. In Chinese, it means intelligence and honor, I think. Something along those lines. My name represents two values that I have yet to live up to. Chinese names are really not nice to pronounce. Almost everyone gets it wrong at some point. Even like Chinese people get Chinese names wrong. So... If you have trouble pronouncing my name, uh, it's perfectly fine. Even I mispronounce it sometimes. So you can just call me Lexi, like L-E-K-Z-Y. It sounds like lazy, but with a like when you're choking. This podcast is, is a documentation of my journey and my process. It's also another attempt for me to seek my parents' validation. It's just a platform to share my own thoughts, opinions, and to filter out the people who can accept me for who I am. For the people who think that I'm not a nice person, it's also a way to save them time. I am still doing school. Uh, or at least that's what my parents call it. Uh. I prefer to call it getting into debt. I have a very underdeveloped brain. My IQ is only about 10. At this point in my romantic life, my relationship status is like the size of my mattress. Super single. I suffer from self-diagnosed verbal constipation, which means I will know what a word means and what I want to say, but I will have problems translating that idea or thought into coherent words that other people can understand. Other times, I will want to say a word that I've said before, and for some reason, at that moment in time, I will have problems pronouncing it, and then I end up looking like a fucking idiot in front of everyone. It's embarrassing, but my whole life's an embarrassment, so I think it works out fine. Usually this verbal constipation thing only happens when either the person I'm speaking to is very pretty 
and then uh, I just stammer and I lost all the guts to speak or I don't like someone, then I'll just pretend I'm mute. I've been told by many people that I possess the kind of humour that puts me on Satan's guest list. Depending on how you see it, it might be a good or bad thing. Bad meaning, you know, I'll go down to hell. I'll not go into paradise with, with all the nice things and uh, virgins waiting for me. But at least I have somewhere to go after I die. Might not be the best place, but it's still somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I've been described as a rather insensitive person by sensitive people. I just think there's a very blurred line between being insensitive and having a sense of humour. And sometimes people tend to confuse the two. But yes, one of my favourite pastimes is actually to make fun of people. It's a teasing kind of make fun of people, but some people get hurt very easily. But I think laughing at someone or making fun of them doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. Or in this case, it doesn't make me a bad person. I know I'm not a perfect human being, but I would still think that I'm a rather understanding person. And uh, if I'm ever in a position to, I would like to ease someone else's pain or discomfort and you know, help them through their troubles. Huh? Like, for example, I mock vegetarians all the time. You can ask my brother. He joins me whenever I start making fun of them. But when I'm with my vegetarian friends, I don't ostracize them. I don't call them out, oh, you faggot broccoli. I don't call them names. It's just not right. Lah. When I'm out with my vegetarian friends, I always accommodate. I wouldn't say like, fuck you and your vegetable diet. We're going to have meat. No. I always, always insist that we go somewhere that serves something they can eat. Because I feel like as a privileged member of society who can eat whatever the fuck I want, I should accommodate to the less fortunate. You know, in, in this case, the poor vegetarians. All jokes aside, I really think that personally for me, I think there's only two reasons you should ever have vegetarian food in life. One is if you're born vegetarian, either that or you are at a Buddhist funeral and they serve vegetarian food. Now, whenever I make statements like that, I get people who kind of tell me, hey, you cannot make fun of people like that. Is that joke in good taste? Personally, if you ask me, I think it's very subjective. Just like vegetarian food. Lah. Sometimes I even make fun of people at things that they cannot control. Sometimes it's their face, sometimes it's, sometimes it's them. But as a very tactful person, I am always very careful to not do it in front of them. If you make fun of someone to their face, that's being mean. But if you do it behind their backs, I think that's learning to be tactful. Of course, there will be people that disagree with me. You know, if you don't have the intention to hurt them with your words, then it's just teasing, making fun, and then you having a good laugh. But if you are saying something about someone or to someone to intentionally hurt their feelings, then I don't think you're a nice person. Ah. And that has never been my intention when I do make fun of someone. I kind of learned this thing about being tactful quite early on. Story time. So some years back, I think when I was about 13 or 14, I was out at Uniqlo shopping with my parents. I remember my mom, she was holding up a shirt to the mirror and asking like, is it nice? Do you think this color looks good on me? The usual, when women can't make up their mind. Me and my dad were just like, mm, yeah, not bad, mm, yeah, mm, okay. There was this lady at the side who was also doing the same thing, but she had no husband and no children. I think they were just not there, I'm, I'm not very sure, but she was alone and she was also trying on the shirts. Not, not, not trying on in public, but she was holding up the shirts to see how they looked on her. And I remember at one point, I got a little bit annoyed by my mom because she was just asking theoretical questions without trying on the clothes and my legs were tired. There were no chairs at Uniqlo to sit. And, you know, I just told my mom lah. I just said, 
Mom, we're in a store that sells clothes for 20-something-year-olds. You're not, you're not young anymore. I didn't whisper it to her like that. I said it very out loud because I just thought it would enhance the comedic effect. And everyone found it funny. Everyone in my family anyway. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the lady's face change. Her face just drooped and, and she took the clothes back to the rack. And it was the most painful 30 seconds of my life because, because it was hard to hold in that laughter. And she walked away slowly some more. So I had to wait until she really turned around the corner to, you know, outside before I actually started laughing. The joke was still funny to me at that point, being a kid. And, you know, it wasn't nice to laugh at the lady. So that was the, the story of how I learned a very important life lesson. If you want to make fun of someone, you, you don't do it to their face. Unless you want to make fun of someone to hurt that person, then number one, you're not a nice person. And number two, I think that's the right way to do it. But for me, I, I never had the intention of hurting people when I make fun of them. So I always do it behind their backs because I don't want them to cry. But yes, story ends. But I'm, I'm curious what you think. Like, do you think it's inappropriate to make fun of people at all? Do you, do you make fun of them and then you say sorry? Or do you like not make fun of people at all just to avoid hurting their feelings and to protect everybody? You know, if you want to discuss in the comments or whatever, let it be a discussion and not a debate. I'm not here to take sides. And I'm also not here to convince anyone of the right way. This is not the school curriculum. There's no, there's no right or wrong answers. Now, you are probably sick of hearing me talk about me all the time. Let's hear about me from another person who knows me. I got some of my friends to let me know what they thought about me. Um, yeah, I don't have that many friends. Acquaintances, yes, but friends, not so much. You know, I've only managed to get two friends to share their opinions with me this time. And my first friend is Mr. Muffin Lulu. Uh, I call him Muff. We first started chatting, I think, about, about one year or two years back. You know, about exercise, about fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to, hard to tell that I exercise if you actually have a good look at me. But we did speak about exercising and getting in shape. I just haven't gotten in shape yet. I'm still getting there. So anyway, let's hear what Muff has to say. I'm speaking in Muffin's voice. I think generally you are a rather funny and interesting person. We started off chatting about fitness on Instagram initially. And uh, you're quite friendly, easy to talk to, and we can vibe. You are a funny person, sarcastic with dark humor. That's why we are still talking to this day. Even though in the beginning we... We met only to work out together, but we hit it off well organically. I think for a young person, you are generally on the right track. I actually wish I was as smart as you when I was your age. You read a lot, and I feel like I'm able to get good advice from you. You are hardworking, willing to learn, and go through hardship. You have a good growth mindset. Even though your goals are shifting at this point of time, I think you have good financial and career goals. I like that we can vibe and share the same sense of humor. And I like people whom I can help and can help me get better as well. And I feel like you are that kind of friend. A friend who's able to be a good listening ear at the very least and also able to offer good advice. It's back to my voice. Um, Marv, I really appreciate you taking the time to let me know what you think. 
And uh, I really, really do appreciate our friendship very much. I think it's an honor, really, to be your friend. And uh, it's never a dull time talking to you because we both vibe and we have the same kind of humor. We laugh at the same inappropriate jokes. And every time we hang out and we speak, I leave with some new insights. So I appreciate it a lot. My next friend is Nathan. We did our diploma in visual comms together. And we started hanging out because we are, number one, in the same foundation class. And number two, we are in the same course. So we are like, bros as fuck. We come from different religious backgrounds. He's Christian, I think. And I'm, I'm a born Buddhist. And we bonded over many things during our school time, such as uh, working on assignments last minute, wearing shorts and flip-flops for a formal presentation, and uh, we even filled an art module together. We are like soulmates. Sounds like gay. But here's what he has to say about me. I'm speaking in Nathan's voice. I've known you for roughly nine years now. Throughout this time, I've realized a few things about you. You are a confident person. Confident in the abilities and knowledge that you have and also confident about what you don't know. Sometimes that makes you seem unaffected by the things around you, but I also know you've gone through different phases that cause changes in you. You are rather extreme sometimes. You can have the all or nothing attitude. Give it all if not, why bother doing? On the other hand, you also have the I want to test, try to see if I like it first moments. Both are quite opposite, but you are both sometimes, and that's good because there is some cautiousness about your decision-making. But once you've decided, it's 110% in until you either get bored or find something else you want to try. You are quite the joker. Your humour is quite infectious, as much as it can be a little coarse and sometimes a little bit mean, to be honest. Sometimes I feel like telling you to chill, but that's who you are and you probably won't change based on other people's opinion of you. You decide when to change based on things that affect you. Generally, your personality doesn't change, but the way you interact with people does. You are ambitious and that's good. You want to try things and dare to do them. You also ensure you can afford to, whether it's your money or your parents, but you still make it work, whether it's camera gear, gaming or your bike stuff. I wish you would really own a certain skill set and make it an asset. This is an important one. I can trust you to be real and honest about your opinions, and I feel so too can your listeners. Just account for how the things you say make people feel. It's back to my voice. Um, Nate, thanks so much for your kind words. It's been a lot of fun knowing you over the years. I mean, we've gone from, we've come a long way from being kids who mess around in school to being kids with full-time jobs who mess around. Yeah, I mean, it's been really amazing seeing how you and I have both grown. I had no idea like we'll be in contact up to now, but hey, we did. So I guess the honor is yours. Seeing your new girlfriend top the last one is also good on you. I really hope this is the last one. So as you can tell by now, my friends are really kind and interesting people. They were not paid to say all these things. I couldn't afford to even if I wanted to. So at this point, before anyone calls me out on trying to be this perfect, flawless human being who does no wrong, who makes no mistakes. Let me clarify. I am anything but all those things. My friends were very kind to paint me in such a beautiful light, to say only the nice things about me. But I'll be the first to admit, I have my own shortcomings and my own flaws. 
one very good example is my patience. Patience for everything in general, actually. My temper was horrible growing up. It was one of my biggest flaws as a human being, uh, you know, during my puberty years. It's gotten a lot better in the recent years, but I still have work to do. Uh. That's the things that upset me. For example, stupid people with attitude problems, they just trigger me and set me off so badly. Let me share a story. This story was from a friend. He was telling his friend to sign up for the free ClassPass membership. And for those who don't know how ClassPass works, uh, based on my understanding, it is a membership program that they pay a subscription for and then you go for classes unlimitedly in the month, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, they were giving out free trials at some point. So I remember it was, I think, a two-week trial. So within that two weeks, they give you a certain amount of credit within your ClassPass membership. Then you can use that to sign up for classes. So my friend was telling his friend, hey, go and get the free ClassPass membership, then sign up for some classes. And uh, and that friend actually said, hey, uh, I'm feeling quite broke lately. I don't think I can afford to sign up for classes. Pause for a moment. Uh. This person can't afford to sign up for free classes. If you can't afford free, what can you fucking afford? But okay, maybe he had too much earwax. Maybe his brain got damaged from a fall when he was 5 years old. He can't process the word free. I don't know. But we'll let this one slide. The previous one was maybe stupid or not so bright. This one is attitude problem. Again, another true story may or may not be my personal experience. So one day I was having lunch with a group of friends. A particular friend within the group. He said, okay, I will compile the orders. I will go and place the order. Let me know what the fuck you want to eat. I mean, he said, let me know what you want to eat. So we all placed our order with him. And he, he was typing out the orders in his phone. He said, he read through the order. We all said, yes, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. So he went to place the order. And then when the order started being served, our friend with the simplest order didn't get her food. So by simple, I mean for someone like me who is hopeless in the kitchen, I can put that thing together in five minutes. That's how simple that thing was. It was, I think, like a bread with ice cream. Very easy, right? So, the fact that her food wasn't served, despite being so simple, was a bit worrying. So, uh, you know, we just kind of asked the friend, are you sure they key in the order? Then he said, yeah, 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 I typed, I typed it on my phone. And then he said very confidently, yes, yes, I typed it, this is his phone. Huh? He said, yes, yes, I typed it on my phone. I read the order out to them. And then I rolled my eyes, because that was the stupidest thing I've heard. And I told him, I said, I know you read it out. I don't doubt your reading abilities. but." If you read it out and they didn't hear it and they didn't key it in, then the order doesn't get sent to the kitchen. Then they won't make the food. What? And he had the fucking cheek to just shrug, like very confidently. Then it's not my problem already. Lor. And uh, I was very tilted by this. I don't know why. It's just, it's just very... Anyway, I prayed to God. I said, I don't know if my friend's order got sent to the kitchen. I don't care. But just please don't let this human being reproduce. 30 minutes later, my friend had to reorder her food. Lah. No idea why. Applications for new friends are now open. Just email me with the title, screw your old friends, in caps. Now, I need to make it clear that when I am telling you these stories, it's not a valuation of the protagonist's uh, character. If anything, it's a reflection of a shortcoming of mine. Because, you know, I'm, I'm very sure that they have learned and grown since those incidents. And, you know, I'm simply citing these examples because they are the things that upset me. And it really is a reflection of my shortcoming more than it is of theirs. Do I wish I was more patient, more understanding? Of course. 
I mean, like, who wouldn't want to be a nicer person? I, I really don't understand why someone would want to not be as nice as they can be. Being understanding, being patient is something that I am constantly working on every day. For example, I try to not get upset when drivers cut me off in traffic. Maybe they genuinely didn't see me or maybe the mother is dying and they're rushing to the hospital. Or when someone is blunt in the way they talk to me or are just angstier than usual. You know, maybe it's just because they had a bad day or maybe maybe their girlfriend called them and said, remember three weeks ago when you said condoms were too expensive? Stand by to buy milk powder. Fuck, I have to sell my PS4 to buy milk powder. You never know the kind of troubles that everyone is going through, what difficulties someone is facing. I try to take that perspective whenever someone steps on my toes or someone is being a bitch. I just try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Just be a little bit more kind whenever I can. I'm not perfect at it. I don't think I ever will be. My ultimate goal is just to keep getting a little bit more kind, a little bit more understanding every day. Now let's talk about something a bit more serious. As much as my friends praise me for being hardworking and uh, giving 110%, it all only started in the last year. I haven't been the hardest worker for most of my life. Growing up, I took a lot of things and opportunities for granted and I really regret it. And the only thing I can do better moving forward is to really strive to give my best in everything that I do every day. No doubt in life, I think luck and talent plays a part in how much of a head start we get. But all those things will only get you so far. Even if you don't have that much luck or talent, hard work will trump everything else as long as you constantly put in the effort. That's what I've come to believe. And that has shaped the foundation of my, of my work ethic over the last year or so. In 2019, I decided I wanted to make it a habit to read. As I wrapped up 2018 and moved into 2019, I realized that I was actually very ignorant about a lot of things. There was a lot I didn't know. There were a lot of concepts that I did not understand. My perspectives and opinions on a lot of things were actually very narrow-minded, very limited. So I wanted to learn to put myself in the shoes of others and for once try and understand what they see, how they think and uh, what they have to offer. I figured out the best way to do so would be through books. I started off reading uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson as my first book. After the first few weeks, reading gradually became a habit. I found it a lot easier to sit down for longer periods of time and... uh, Slowly, the experiences and perspectives I exposed myself to through reading were actually very enlightening and even addictive because it was kind of like an escape. And I think for most of 2019, books pretty much became my only expense outside of you know food and basic necessities. I really saw the value in investing in books and knowledge rather than all the stupid things that I used to buy that provided little to no happiness or value. I would order books off of Amazon and each time a new shipment came, my dad would just joke and say, hey, got new books, huh? Can you use as below? It's a joke within the family because I've never been a reader and when I started hoarding books, my dad would always say that I just buy them to use as pillows. There's been a couple of books that I've really enjoyed and I've even gone back to reread. But I think the one that stood out for me most was Mindset by Carol Dweck. It was the book that really encouraged and challenged me to take on a growth mindset every day that I wake up. It really has been the book that has turned my life 180 degrees around. I made it a habit to invest in myself first. I decided to put myself in front of everybody else, including my parents. 
some might argue that it's selfish. I'm not here to argue. I'll just say that you're not wrong. Because the way I see it, investing in myself is the only way that I can guarantee the investment will not go to zero. Every piece of experience and knowledge that I acquire, it will come back to serve me at some point in my life, even if it doesn't seem to be that way now. I think by investing in yourself first, you put yourself in a much better position to do better on the macro level so that you can always turn around and give back to those who have helped push you up and supported you during your your journey. That's what I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, We'll see in 10, 15 years. But if anyone were to ask me, what can I do differently today? I would say, I would say put yourself first. Really invest in yourself, take care of yourself, and uh, rethink and restructure your priorities. Eat healthier when you can, exercise, gut your time and mental health. Do the little things like, like wearing good underwear. I think it helps a lot. I know I joke around a bit here and there, but in extreme seriousness, I really owe everything I have to my two very wonderful parents who have been so, so supportive in everything that I do. I just want to give them a shout out here. I'm not sure if they will ever watch or listen, but mom, dad, if you are listening, I just want to say that you are really extremely wonderful parents who have given me way more than I deserve. You know, I appreciate that you have always been so understanding and patient with me. I just want to say thank you for for always believing in me and for loving me in your own ways. You have my promise that I will do everything I can to disappoint you less. It's about time to wrap up this episode. And uh, so some time ago, I put out a post on Instagram asking my friends if, uh, if they had anything that they wanted to ask me for whatever reason or if there's anything they were curious about. First question, why suddenly do a podcast? Uh, I find myself talking to myself a lot, like a crazy person, especially in the shower. And I feel like it's a waste that I'm not sharing this gift with everyone. I'm not sure if my friends will appreciate this podcast or, you know, especially with the things I say or the way I speak. But I'm hoping to use the podcast and my video channels as an avenue to find my audience, uh, to find people who, you know, in Muffin's words, fight with me. I think it will be very interesting to look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and to say, oh, this was where I started, now I'm here. (laughs) You know. Question two, do you want to have another sibling? And if yes, boy or girl? No, I don't want any more siblings. Uh, I have one brother, or some people will say one and a half brothers, because he's essentially me in a fat suit. But yes, one sibling is enough. Any more and the financial resources at home get too diluted. And uh, I'll get less inheritance in 50 years. So that is not necessary. Third question, why are you so cute? Uh, I wish I had a more humble answer to this. But life isn't fair. I was born cuter than others. Thankfully, it has stayed that way until now. I can't say too much about the future. Question 5. How are you? That's a very awkward question to answer because we always say, yeah, 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 I'm fine. But whenever someone uh, asks me this question, I honestly almost always feel like I'm doing better than I deserve. Closer friends will know this. I always joke that given the person that I am, I don't deserve the wonderful circumstances that I have in my life. And there are times when I feel like I don't deserve my parents and the things they do for me. And at times, I also feel like I don't deserve the opportunities that come my way and the things that I get to enjoy. So I'm I'm slowly rewiring the thought. 
to appreciate the fact that even though I'm a shitty person, I have all these resources and love and opportunities accessible to me. And I just want to make the most out of it, do my best so I can turn around and give a hand to the other people who have supported me throughout the years. Question 6. What class 2 bike would you buy? This is the toughest material-related question I've got. If I could only have one bike for practical reasons, I would go with the BMW R1250 GSA. It's got way more than enough power for everyday commute. And it's it's a little too much even, but it's it's nimble enough. And uh, you know it's got enough luggage space and power for long-distance touring that I hope to be able to do someday. But if money isn't a concern, then in my garage, I would have a 2019 Honda Going DCT, uh, R1250 GSA from BMW, a FJR 1300 Yamaha, and maybe something like a BMW R90, plus uh, a stain mechanic to be the daycare sitter for my motorbikes. Wait, was it question 8 or 9? I lost count. Anyway, the next question. What is your diet like? Um, short answer is anything below $5 because I'm poor as fuck. I like veggies and I eat meat when I can afford it. Only on paydays, I order meat. But otherwise, most days for lunch, I just eat Thai fun. It's the best option out there for poor people who don't like to think too much on what to eat. I think the stupidest question to ask every day is what do I eat for lunch? Because I think it takes up so much mental power that you can reserve for the much more important and valuable decisions. Next question. How unique are you compared to others for of the same age? Um... Honestly, this question is a little tough because to be very honest, I really don't know. If you ask me this question sometime back, I might be able to answer because I was in a phase where I was constantly comparing myself to others. So I kind of knew where I stood in comparison to where other people were. But I compared myself in not a very good way. It was very toxic to my own mental well-being. At this point, I'm just learning to focus more on what I'm doing and how I'm progressing in comparison to how I was instead of how other people are doing. And I've come to realize that everybody learns different things at different paces, at different points of our lives. So I don't really think it's fair to judge and compare this way. What you learn now might be something I learned 10 years down the road. And what I learned now might be something what a 50-year-old has just learned. I believe that we all learn what we are meant to learn when the time is right and that the universe will give us a lesson when we need it, when we are ready. Now, I've saved the best question for the last, and I really appreciated someone asking this question. What are three things you like or appreciate about yourself? You have to name three. I love this question not because it forces me to stroke my ego, but because it forced me to really take a step back and be a little bit kinder to myself just for a moment. So, first and foremost, I appreciate my wit and my sense of humor. It may not be the most polite or socially acceptable, but, but I love it. I love that it's unique and that it's mine. And to me, it's a craft that I'm constantly working on. Because growing up, my dad is a very funny person. And he has always been my, my biggest influence when it comes to, you know, joking around. And I think he's a lot more tactful than I am. Uh, I give way less fucks about other people's feelings when it comes to joking around. The second thing I appreciate the most about myself would be my work ethic. Like I mentioned before, I've always been a lazy bum who expected something for nothing most of my life. And I'm proud that I've made a change over the last year, over 2019. It definitely still needs improvement, but I just want to give myself a pat on the back for, you know, coming this far. 
and uh, for not giving up even when things got tough. The third thing I appreciate the most is my seemingly undying confidence and belief in myself. I am very well aware that this trait of mine can come across as arrogant sometimes, but let me explain. It is something that I've been working very hard on, uh, also in the past year, because looking back, I've realised that growing up, there were always a lot of negative voices telling me things like, play it safe, be realistic, you know, you can't do it. What happens if you fail? Instead of positive voices telling me things like, you know, chase your dreams, find something you're willing to lose sleep for, never lose sight of your goals, believe in yourself, you know, it's perfectly okay to fail because that's where lessons are learned, things like that. It's been a very tedious and scary process tuning out all the negative voices that's been in my head for so long and letting in the encouraging ones. I feel vulnerable, but over time, it has instilled a lot more confidence in, in me and it has given me the courage to actually take risks in my career and life that I never would have taken in the past. And uh, blocking out these noises is something I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of and uh, I'm very hopeful and excited to see where I will be and what else I can achieve. So yes, that's it for this introductory episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I hope you have a much better understanding of the person that I am. I'm always a work in progress. Two years down the road, three years down the road, I think I'll be a, a slightly different person or hopefully a very different person in a positive way. I look forward to you joining me on this journey and being a capo. I apologize to anyone in advance, all the people that I will offend and upset and hurt with my jokes. Take care and don't die. It's a wrap for now. Hello, friends and acquaintances. Thank you for listening. I just want to say that I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my horrible voice. If you enjoyed listening, it would really mean the world to me if you could share it with someone that you like. And uh, if you don't, please let me know what can be better. But uh, why not share it with someone that you don't like? Send it to your enemy or your frenemies. You can find me on Anchor at anchor.fm slash L-E-K-Z-Y. I'm also a part-time meme sharer on Instagram. You can follow me there at L-E-K-Z-H-I-Y-A-N-G. Once again, thank you and I hope you don't die. There is a lot to live for. Go out there and live your best life. Bye-bye.